Hello everyone, and welcome back to episode 7 of Brain Fart. And we are late, very late. Uh, in fact, so late that we're two days away from when I should be recording the next episode. So I'm about five days late to this. And uh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I've just been really busy with uh, some work stuff and school. And it's fine, and it won't happen again. But we're gonna we're gonna record today. I'll also try to record Thursday as well, um, but it most likely will be Friday. But that's okay, <clears throat> um, and that's fine. Uh, man, why do I? So I do this every time. I write some notes of what I want to talk about, and like what sorts of stuff I want to discuss and then like i get to it and i'm like do i really want to talk about this shit uh but i i guess we'll talk about it but so so i fell off that diet i was talking about and uh i feel really crappy uh, i like i've been feeling crappy and and the reason is because i'm getting to the end of work and uh when posed with you know should i prepare food should i spend the time to prepare food or should I go and uh, get some takeout? I choose takeout. Um, and it's bad. And I'm going to stop doing it. And uh, the way I'm going to stop doing it is I got to go cold turkey. That's that's how I stop doing things. It's just going cold turkey. Um, and by cold turkey, I mean like complete dead stop. Uh, that's how I quit a lot of things in my life. And, uh, you know, that's... And, and it works. It's like 50% success rate. Um... So yeah, so no no more eating from outside, and uh, I'm trying to get my diet back on track. But uh, yeah, no, I've I, I've noticed like last episode was really downer. I don't want this episode to be a downer, so we'll just kind of hop into what I the first topic for today. And I and I actually wanted to talk about this because um, it's kind of this um, it's an interesting story. Uh, well, not story happened, but like. So this girl, YouTuber named Marina Joyce, disappeared off of YouTube and, like, from social media and everything. And um, people got worried. And uh, um, to provide some context, this is a a YouTuber who does, like, some, you know, lifestyle kind of whatever content. And... um, a couple years ago, she had, like, a drug problem and disappeared for, like, three months. And then, um, this whole thing happened, like, three, like, like, a couple years ago, 2016, I think. And, um, so, uh, there were, like, two sides to this. So, there were, like, her fans, which were, like, you know, uh you guys got to take this seriously. She's actually gone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then there's the, uh, the angry people of Twitter. And, um, and I, I don't know. I sort of agree with why they're pissed, but at the same time, it's like her fans perpetrate this. I don't know if she does it herself or like she can't have a hand to play in this stuff. So I feel like we can't really blame her for it. So, so people are getting upset because uh they were diverting valuable resources and um like the police was looking into it so like when situations like this happen 
it's a waste of people's time. And when people's time gets wasted, then people aren't happy. And uh, so that's that's basically what happened is people wasted their time. Um, the missing people Twitter put out a thing and like everyone kind of like was like looking for her. You know, everybody like her friends re- like tweeted about it and said that some friends said they hadn't seen her. And some friends said that they had seen her the day that she apparently went missing. And, and the whole thing... Um, it just made me realize that people are always looking for something to be upset about um, because it's not a big deal. And um, if if she was in any genuine concern, we don't want to be like in that situation where you're like, she cried wolf, she cried wolf. And, you know, because that, that would suck, right? Like being in a being a bad situation and, then, you know, um, not getting help because two years ago, three years ago, you had a problem. And uh, yeah, anyway. So, so the whole, the whole thing is, is that I've never heard of her outside of these two instances, right? Like she's never, she's never been, uh, discussed or like talked about or whatever. So that's where people's theories of, you know, her viewers are down, her blah, blah, blah is down and I watched some videos on this. And then they were all saying the same thing, which was like, basically do it for the views like she she can perpetrate this stuff and like you know and um her fans will feed into it because you know um they want their you know their favorite creator to to be successful and it's just uh, it seems too far-fetched for me and um the whole like the whole concept of doing that it would make her just an asshole of a person and i don't know her so i don't i don't want to say too much about it but yeah hopefully hopefully if uh, if anyone is ever missing and um they are in a tough spot or need help that you know these kind of situations don't happen and and I, it's nice to see the concern but it's also like you know you have to kind of agree that it is a waste of people's time she has a history with this stuff um i think that people just overreacted which was you know like if it was a bad situation, we wouldn't be saying that. We would be saying people underreacted, right? And why did people have doubts? But because it was a situation where like things didn't end up panning out the way that it was talked about, um, it uh, it made it hard. And it and and, and you know like I don't know. I don't I don't believe in doing outrageous things to um to get viewership or to, to attract attention, um, for fame or for any other purpose. Um, I think that the weight of your positive actions should be determined by the effort you put into those positive actions. Um, and yeah, I, uh, yeah, but hopefully she's doing all right. Hopefully, you know, no relapses and, if people need time away from social media, then they should get that. I, I took some time away from Twitter. Um, it's really easy to get into these like toxic circles and I don't usually respond or like promote any of that toxicity, but it is so there, there's so much toxicity and, um, yeah, I just like, I needed a break from it. So I'll be back on there and like, you know, tweeting and you can follow, you can follow it's, it's the, 
podcast Twitter. So I kind of just post topics that I've been talking about, sources and stuff. A lot of stuff on Twitter always gets taken down, so that's something to keep in mind. But uh, it's uh, it's cool. Um, speaking of inconvenience, uh, I saw this. Uh, I saw this story about um, some outrage with the airline EasyJet. Now, first off, do you, you know what's with budget airline names? What what is with budget airline names? Let me look this up. Easy Air, Ryanair, I don't know. Spirit Airlines. And where is it? Go Air, India Go, SpiceJet, SpiceJet, <laughs> Air India Express, hmm. E-Star Jet. What? What are these? This is crazy. Uh, EasyJet. So, so EasyJet's from the UK, and basically, um, uh, my point on the whole the jet names is they're all they're all dumb. And they're all like, you feel like their their marketing departments match the budget airline, um, like you know, like they didn't put that time into marketing and finding a good name. They didn't put that time into market research or whatever. Like you know, however big companies come up with this stuff, and like um, I don't know. Yeah, so. Spice Jet's my favorite though. Spring Airlines. Mango. There's <laughs> South Africa has a as a budget airline called Mango. <laughs> Tanzania. Fast Jet. Fast Jet. We'll get you there. Fast. But not safe. But fast. Um and anyway, so so the story came out of it came out of the UK and uh it was about um, this flight where, uh, there was this, there were like a, a row of seats had their, like the back of the seat. So, um, they were broken off. So, or like they were broken, they were removed or something like that. I saw the picture. It looked like they were broken off or something. And, um, basically what happened is that people were outraged because this lady got assigned one of those broken seats came over sat down and then people like was talking to people and was like is this allowed how do i what what does this mean right because it's, it's a broken seat right like it's it's um i don't know it's just terrible how do you how do you get on an airplane like there already no space i bet you know you're probably gonna lean back further but um like there's already no space and you're gonna go and put no back on the chair but that, that's not the point the point is is that the um uh the airline had just made a mistake assigning her to that seat and actually they uh they were just out of service and they were just waiting uh probably to get somewhere to be serviced or whatever um and uh they just double booked people in seats thinking not knowing that those seats were like you know 
not supposed to be used and some some issue happened there anyway some people got like diverted or whatever and whatever the whole the whole situation kind of blew over but um people people on twitter see this is why i needed a break from twitter because people on twitter jump on that shit and just attack the hell out of the company easyjet and then and then suddenly one situation that went, went like inconvenient for someone because it was inconvenient whatever like it was inconvenient but then now you're going to start bringing up shit from 2002 right like like this guy this guy was just like complaining and bitching about like all sorts of his experiences under the thread where like all this news was happening like in the comments of one person's like like saying that this was unacceptable also it's not that encouraging to get on an airplane where you can see visually a seat is broken because it, it doesn't really inspire confidence in air travel and i think air travel is one of those see something about cars and boats there's something about them where you're not you know five thousand feet in the air or eighty thousand miles in the air whatever miles but you're not that far up right like car you know if your car's brakes stop working you slow down you roll out of the car and you let your car gently roll into a bush right like that's what you expect uh or like um a boat right like you just jump overboard right like there's something safer about that than um than a plane because you're so high up and 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 it's just dumb it's so dumb uh because like if you have that broken seat what does that say about that aircraft and if that seat isn't repaired before the next time you fly yeah yeah i get it it's a budget airline and stuff but like i'm sorry like a seat's broken i don't i don't trust that airplane I've already been in situations. I I was at an, I was flying by myself for the first time. I think I was like twelve years old, and I was on a plane, and they couldn't land because the winds were so heavy. And I was, of course, you know, the the when I checked in, the the because I was a young kid. The uh, one of those um, the airline attendants was like basically helping me get through security. Like they did the whole the whole shit and took me onto the plane and they they gave me a good seat like on the on the side and i had the like a middle seat between me and the other guy in the aisle it was it was a good it was a good situation but uh, me staring out the window i can see that this plane is not level as it's coming in it's literally like a, a 20 or 30 degree tilt as it's coming in for a landing and and he had to come in and do the approach for the landing three times and uh if you've ever seen a pilot, like, struggle to land, which, uh, uh, to be fair, that's my only experience with, like, a pilot who wasn't able to land the plane and had to retake off and then circle around one time and then come back in. Like, that whole process took about an hour and a half to two hours, like, on top of where we were. And the last message he had said on the, on the like, the PA was uh okay guys we're running low on fuel so this is our last try hopefully we make it right like like that 
See, that and the backlist seat are the same thing. Not inspiring confidence. Not making me feel comfortable. I am 12 years old. I do not need this. Like, I don't. I'm going to see my dad. I got a connecting flight. I'm all acting adult-like because I'm 12 on a plane by myself. And you going to tell me that we're running low on fuel? Hmm. That's the backless seat. So, so every time an airline does something that doesn't make you feel safe, that's a new thing. Backless seat. That's what you got to call it. It's a backless seat. It was a backless seat. And, um, no, it was just terrible. We, we had to come in three times. Third time we landed, but, but two times. So, so imagine taking like, like, you know, coming down, it's a little bumpy, right? Like you're, you're, um, uh, landing, sorry. I couldn't even find the word for landing. Uh, but like you're landing and you're landing and you're landing and you're landing and then you're, the wheels touch the ground. And then all of a sudden the engines kick on. And then you're like taking off again, back in your seat, you know, ears popping. That's dumb too. Ears popping on a plane, dumb. My ears, okay. So I've, uh, my ears hurt so much on planes, especially and when you're not chewing gum. And if you, if you wanted to know a secret about air travel, you have to bring the gum. Or your ears will pop and hurt. Um, and yeah, I don't know how people are like so nonchalant. Yeah, my ears popped. Yeah. I bench 660 with my ears. I chill here at night. Lifting with my ears. No. It hurts. And it sucks. And no one should have to deal with that. Um... But, yeah, no, so so this whole story, backless seats, reminded me of, uh, of this article I saw, like, a while back. And it was um, about, like, some company was making standing room seats. Standing room seats for short flights on airplanes. Now, <clears throat> if you've traveled extensively on a plane, uh, and I can say, I don't think I've extensively traveled on a plane because i haven't been on a plane in a while but like i have traveled on a lot of planes and i used to live on the other side of the planet so between going back and forth and seeing family i've been on a plane and i've been on short flights too i've been to i've been to the u.s so i i know about the short flights too airplanes are not comfy they're not this place where you can be a, you know you go on a plane tired you get off the plane more tired that's why travel is tiring it's not fun people do not enjoy it um anyway so 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 standing room completely dumb completely dumb and if anyone ever okays that idea they literally need to be dragged out onto the street forced to stand in that chair for 30 days. That's that's the punishment. And uh, and so basically it, it like the the way those standing seats work is they kind of have like a like a like a hip 
like two little pieces that come up around your hip kind of keep you in place and then i saw this one like concept that had like this thing where like you can rest your crotch on it and um that sounds uncomfortable and terrible um terrible like it sucks and and i am so frustrated that airplane seats are tiny um you're already restricted i've flown over 10 hours like 10 hour flights and and long extended over five hour flights six hour flights in in planes and it sucks i've done the nine hours as well like you know i've the it sucks it just it's terrible it's terrible because you're you're tired it's terrible because your legs hurt it's terrible just in general um how the i'm trying to read my notes okay yeah so so that that's all i gotta say about about backless seats and so now every time an airline does anything bad anything that makes you feel feel unsafe just gotta say backless seats. Help us out with the backless seats. My voice just went terrible, but that's okay. And uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I I just came off actually. I wrote when I was writing my notes for this. I hadn't come off of my uh, overnight, but. I believe last night, not not last night, but last night, the night before, I I had um, my last overnight shift, and I kind of want to talk about this because I think it's very interesting, and I think a lot of people think that it's a very easy thing to change and adjust to, and uh, I'll start by saying this is my first overnight job that I did this summer, did it for about four months, and... Would I do it again? No. Did I have a lot of free time and did, you know, was the job fairly straightforward? Yes. Um, but would I, would I still do it again? No. And, um, the reason is, is cause I have literally never felt this like mentally, physically, emotionally drained. Everything that you experience in your life, when you're tired, when you're fatigued, it's so much worse. Uh, so so we'll, we'll go to credible news sources here um, or credible research sources. Uh, my Uber driver was telling me that it takes three weeks uh, to adjust to a night shift. And so the way that I do my schedule is I get, I get about three to four days on. And then I get a, a couple days off and then I'm back on again. And it's just, it just varies every week to week. So for those days that I'm off work, I switch my schedule back. I don't try to stay up all night because um, I have a roommate. I can't really make a lot of noise at night. I can't record the podcast. It would totally like flip off my schedule. I wouldn't have a social life. It would be terrible. So I didn't do that. I I went the route of like switching back and forth and i'll tell you that three week thing although has no credible whatever it is totally true you cannot do that it is terrible for your body terrible for your eating habits terrible for like how you feel 
I would on my days off end up sleeping 13 hours and and when you sleep past I'm gonna say sleep past 10 hours your whole day's ruined and uh, if you disagree with that, you know, that's, that's you, you're that you're the type of person, whatever. And some people think, oh, I could work night shift. It's easy. It's so it's so simple. All right. You try being at work for 11 hours coming home, which, by the way, for most of the summer, I was walking or biking home. When I walk home, it's an hour. When I bike home, it's 20 minutes. Um, try having a 13 hour because that's my my longest work days were about 13 hours because you know a bike ride there a bike ride back plus my 11 hour shift or a walk there walk that back plus my 11 hour shift it's 13 hours so so imagine spend 13 hours of your life in the middle of the night working and then coming home still having to cook still having to clean still having to keep up your responsibilities in the the remaining 11 hours of the day and uh basically the way it worked out is i had 10 hours between shifts because i'd get back at nine or 11 hours between shifts so i so i'd get back from from work around nine and then even if i slept right away i would have very like limited time uh, to go home, I mean, like to cook and to eat and, and all the other responsibilities. So I, I think that, um, I have a new appreciation for people who do night shifts. And, um, actually on my last night shift, I, I talked to one of the cleaning staff at Carleton university was where I work or where you, well, I still work there and I'm going to be studying there again, but, uh, just talking to him and he had told me that, he has been working night shifts for eight years. And he says that if someone asked him now to do a daytime job, even if it was a better position, a better paying thing, he would not be able to do it because the night shift has just completely changed. Right? And sure, that's like a bit of an overdramatic statement. You know, he's probably just trying to, you know, congratulate me, make me feel better or worse about working only four months in a night shift. But it's so true that you need to be so, so tolerant. And um, I noticed that I was more cranky and more emotional. And I'm already an emotional person. Um, and I'm not emotional in the sense where I cry at movies and stuff. Uh but like I'm emotional in the sense where I get hyped up about things or um, I get angry really quickly or, or or it takes me like, you know, I, I physically have to take step backs in conversations where we're talking about something that I get triggered about. And um, that the whole night shift thing and, and being tired and feeling tired all the time, it amplified that. And uh, yeah, no, I felt like the last couple weeks, especially like, cause I was trying to do my diet and my workout thing totally didn't work out because of all the, you know, the me just being frustrated with, uh, with like coming back and feeling too tired. I did this day where it was actually, I think the last time I recorded the podcast was uh, like a week and a half ago now, but like I came back from work 
and I had work the next night. So I came back from work, went to bed for four hours, woke up, went on a run, came back, showered, cooked, cleaned, recorded the podcast, and then ran to work. And that was like my day. Didn't have any time for myself. And uh, it was terrible. And and I I didn't enjoy it. Uh, But that's all now behind me. And, and I'm glad that it is. And I feel, I feel really great. I'm transitioning into uh, a daytime role for the remainder of the summer. And then uh, starting two new jobs while I study. They'll be part-time. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I, feel, I feel a lot more energetic now. Even fixing my schedule for the two days that I've... The day I've been off. Um, uh, I just... I think that people should really respect the people who work at night because it's unnatural um, when you look out and it's dark and, you know, uh, there are days where I'd get to work and it'd be dark and I'd like, like I'd get to work and it'd be, the sun would be setting and and I'd leave and the sun would be rising and that whole, the whole like concept of sleeping when the sun's coming up is, it's totally messed up for me and I'm definitely not a night person like that and, uh, yeah um i don't know okay i'll talk about my last thing and i think i'm gonna cut this episode short uh because it's late and also because i've been working on uh my kind of bonus episode about running and i wanted to really take some time look into statistics and and other things but i've actually recently been inspired to look into some research stuff and the reason why I want to look into some research is I want to do my first kind of research assignment and uh, I want to do that from in from the engineering lens of looking at topics in engineering that I can discuss and pull data from and and analyze and create kind of a report or like a or like a journal entry or like I don't know what I don't know what, like, I want to do. I do know that I want to have a bigger side project that will take me a couple months and um, I could write a paper about it or I could write a report and say this is what I found and this is what I thought I'd find. And, and I have a couple topics brewing in my head, but I'm going to work on that and I think that'll be a nice thing. I realize that I'm in school right now, so I'm going to try to take advantage of the resources I have available to me like some profs also try to kiss ass a little bit be you know it, it's nice <laughs> and um it'll you know like i just want to do some research because i've al- i've always been interested in that field but i think i need to take a crack at it before i like start committing to actual roles within it and um i don't like writing papers so that'll be a big thing that i have to get over uh, but hopefully that, that works out. Um, so yeah, no, so those projects are kind of what I'm working on on the side. I'm getting ready for school as well. I'm taking six courses a semester, which is one course over like a full course load. Um, and I'm doing that to just kind of catch up and stay on top of my courses so that I'm doing all right. Um, and, uh, I, I totally understand the struggle and I'm so f- nervous and frustrated or not frustrated, nervous about taking on six courses and two jobs. But uh, I think with the right type of focus, I'll be doing that, this podcast, a little bit of research, um, 
and I feel like I'll really be taking advantage of the time I'm spending at university and, uh, you know, no regrets. That's what we're going for. Um, and, uh, last but not least, I want to talk about craving a carpet. So one thing my, okay. So in my apartment, I have the master bedroom which is bigger and more spacious. I get a nicer closet. I get just like a ton more room. I also, I, I do have a, a queen bed, you know, for a university kid. That's pretty much like a king, you know, California king. That's, that's, that's the equivalent. And uh, I have a queen bed and it takes up like half the room. And then half the room is like my desk. And, and I have this big empty area in the middle of the room. And uh, so one night, like just, I was just sitting with my girlfriend. We were, we were just hanging out. And I was like, I want a carpet. Uh, so so literally, the Walmart closed at 11. And it was like 10, 15-ish. Uh, we just got our shoes on. And I went and bought a, ca- a carpet. It was 100 bucks, And honestly, I love the color. It's a gray carpet. And uh, best purchase I've ever had. But see, this is... see. Sometimes I feel like a pregnant lady where I just have cravings for things. And it sucks because you know, my mom will joke about that shit too. You know, you're craving things like a pregnant lady. Um, but it's so true. I just really wanted a carpet. And then when we got the carpet, I rolled it out. And I'm like really happy about my carpet, you know? You know how like, you know how you see in those movies where they kind of exaggerate uh, pregnancies and stuff where they like, they're terrible, you know, terrible, like terribly, I don't want to say it, like terrible pregnancies, but like pregnancies where people are being like terrible to the people around them and they're craving things and they're being bitchy and annoying and whatever. And uh, like, you know, they kind of dramatize that to like another level where it's like insane. I, I feel like that's me just in real life. And uh, I got my carpet and I'm happy. And just like, you know, that pregnant lady has over enthusiastic reaction to like, I don't know, a fruit cup. Um, I had my own over enthusiastic reaction to my beautiful carpet. Uh, and I'm and I'm calling it my emotional support co- carpet. <laughs> I keep calling it a couch. I don't know why. I think that's the next thing that's coming in my room. Uh, I'm going to change that like chair in my room with a, the, like a single seater, small couch. And, uh, you know, people are going to hate me for it. Yeah. And, uh, is it fine? I want a couch. Yes. And, uh, am I going to get it now? No, because I spent a hundred bucks on carpet and that's fine. But what my whole message from this story is that if you're ever craving something, at any time then uh go get it um there's no better time than the present and i've made a lot of promises to myself but the most effective things that i've done in my life have been those fuck it let's do it now right like those kind of moments where things just happen that way and i also got deadpool socks i'm looking to so so eb games had this sale and eb games you don't know it's like a video game store in canada and they have like uh you know all those like nerdy geeky kind of shit and then like they have video games and all this stuff so i so i got 
this Deadpool's chimichangas tin with like a like a coin collector thing on the top with a hat and socks for five bucks and i'm really impressed and uh ev games needs to have more more of those promotions uh it was a great time and i love my deadpool socks uh, and they're really awesome because my moccasins kind of like you know they, they're cut uh, like kind of like boat shoes so you can see the perfect logo if I slightly lift up my pant leg you know seductively like pull it up my knee and not even like pull it up my thigh or like slightly just ever so slightly you see Deadpool's face and it's just like freaking awesome and uh, yeah so everyone should go and check out EB Games and everyone should go and go buy carpets at 11 p.m. Because that's the best time to buy a carpet. Um, do I regret it a little? Yeah. Did I spend too much on a carpet? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if a hundred bucks is a lot. It's a, it's a pretty decent sized carpet, and it fills up the room. And I've been meaning to do it forever, so it's fine. I'm not too upset about it. Uh, what else do we have? I don't really have anything else. We can check Twitter to see what else is going on right now, live. But uh. That's, I think I'm going to cut this episode then If there's nothing going on um, uh, Hashtag CN Tower What's going on CN Tower is trending for no particular reason, and I'm good with that. Here's my contribution. <laughs> okay, so I got scared because I thought something happened at the CN Tower, and so did everyone else, but um, uh, apparently CN Tower, hashtag CN Tower, is trending in Canada, and uh, that's fine. Um, so number one trending right now, we have Prince Eric. Uh, and Harry Styles is playing Prince Eric in the Little Mermaid live-action film. Disney, we need to have a chat. You need... Uh, I just scratched my beard there. I don't know if you could hear that. Probably not. But I just scratched my beard. Can we stop with the live-action? Can we come up with new stories can we come up with like part of part of my childhood was those original disney channel tv shows that I would run home literally my my school was a, a block from where i lived when i when i was in elementary school and i used to run home to turn on the tv so i wouldn't miss that that show i'd be five minutes late every time uh, because the bell let out five, like it was like the bell let let you out right at the half hour, and I'd have five minutes to get home. And 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 here's the thing, <sighs> just stop. Just just let's let's come up with some new ideas. Y'all got money. I've been to Disneyland. I've seen that shit. Spend some of that money. You're gonna make it back. And um, the reason why I think that they're doing so many live action things is because, uh, like, the recent live action stuff hasn't been doing too well. And uh, 
like uh what's it called like i don't know i i saw i wasn't actively watching my girlfriend was watching rapunzel the other day and i was just sitting like next to her on my phone and we're playing like playing uh clash royale by the way uh it's a great game but uh it's just hilarious that they keep going with this live action stuff and uh i still haven't seen lion king and i'm going to but uh yeah like like just i'm we're going to see those things that's the thing is we're going to see these reimagined r- r- like versions of these things in live action so you know that people are going to come to them and that's why they make these movies over and over again and um i think instead theaters should be having like reduced cost um shows for kids to watch older movies because they're still good and the animation what's what what's wrong with the old animation style that we have to come back and put new people in and boast their egos like harry styles right now um to another level because you know uh they got like it's just dumb uh This is dumb. I don't even know what else is. Oh, I don't even want to talk about what else is trending. CN Tower is trending though. That's awesome. Um, and there's no, there's nothing wrong. This, this, this is why Twitter is great. They just make shit trend sometimes that doesn't need to trend, but like it's positive that it's trending. You're like, oh, that's nice. Um, Metal Gear Solid's trending. Tuesday thoughts. Let's see what let's see what's in th- Tuesday thoughts. See if we can come up with a couple more things. Uh, are you sure it's not Monday? Yeah, that's a good that's a good Tuesday thoughts. Uh, this is so political. I don't I don't want to talk about this. Uh, okay, the whole the whole hashtag Tuesday thoughts is all political both sides of american politics going at each other um and you know you know you don't got to ruin the hashtag um that's okay barstool is trending barstool sports is under fire after its founder dave uh portnoy threatened to fire employees interested in unionizing uh which is against the law apparently <laughs> uh <sighs> unions are for pussies at least in our world uh at stool president um on barstool radio uh i'm the president of bars okay see some of these are so they're just toxic okay why am i doing this why am i on twitter uh reading you guys live things because it's just terrible it's just terrible and uh if you you uh if you like this episode feel free to share it free to follow the twitter at pod brain fart that's one word at pod pod brain fart on twitter uh and uh tweet me what you want me to talk about and uh tweet me uh anything going on in your life and uh uh maybe even well 
I wanted to try doing this, but I'm, I think I'm going to enable the anchor feature for people to leave voice messages. Uh, and we'll try to address all some of the voice messages or all the voice messages in the, in the next thing. And uh, we'll let people kind of join in on the conversation a little bit to hear the topics they want to hear about. Because, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm okay with talking about politics and uh, even though I don't know much about law, engineering science whatever being a student if you have questions whatever i'll i'll leave it so if you go to anchor.fm slash brain fart with todd then uh you'll be able to find that and uh if you can't find that the links are all on the twitter they're all and uh or you're listening to it so uh enjoy it um thanks so much for listening and uh i'll see you guys in like two days because uh, that's when I try to record. Probably be uh, Friday, though. So enjoy. See you later. Bye.